Welcome to the Red River Podcast, where we recognize our strength relies on our bond. It's a challenge to live this life on mission. So what does that look like as a wife, a mom, in my career, or just the typical everyday? Sponsored by Hookster Creek Ministries, our show unpacks the highs and lows as we share practical tips, uncover areas that most of us could work on, and thoughts on where to start. So grab a friend and I'll introduce you to some of mine when we engage in a coffee chat about how to live a missional lifestyle as an everyday child of the King. I'm your host, Candace R. Reyes, and you're listening to the Red Rover Podcast. Welcome to the Red River Podcast. I'm your host, Candace R. Reyes, and I'm thrilled you're here. This season is all about how God is bigger than our excuses. And if you're new to the show, our listeners have inspired my conversation. I invite a friend to join me for a coffee chat about excuses and fears that we own. You're not the only one who has an excuse or fear that you might be battling. But in my chat today, we unpack how we found ways to push through. And sometimes those ways is just doing it afraid. Have you ever been there? Me too. I want to shout out a thank you to Beth Gutenberg, Andrea Landy, Beyond Blessed One, and Kim Stu Inspired for writing a review about our show. Your kind words help us reach more listeners. And so I wanted to say thank you for taking the time to do that very thing and write writing a review. Friend, you may not realize this, but our podcast is being broadcasted internationally. If you are that sweet friend who is listening in Kenya, I want to welcome you and say thanks for listening. My hope is that one day, I get to go to Kenya, and who knows, maybe if the Lord wills it, I can meet you. I would love to sit down and have some coffee and just hear your story. Missions, local and international, is a passion of Hookster Creek Ministries, which is why we have the Translation Project. It ensures that pastors and missionaries worldwide have Bibles in the native language as well as a resource that guides them through three biblical practices to develop that personal relationship with God. Did you realize that the creator of all desires a relationship with you? He does. And my guest today has a similar passion, and I cannot wait for you to meet her. Jennifer Vandermulen is excited to serve as a development officer at Missions India helping share the gospel to unreached people in India since 2009. Prior to that, she serves in inner city ministry roles for 15 years. Her love for Jesus is first, and to follow him into adventures to share his love and kingdom with others, whether it's at the grocery store or speaking at church. She's a single mom of two redhead, fun-loving boys, Gideon and Nathan. Jennifer shares the story of her journey with all its twists and turns with me today. I can't wait for you to hear how there was one time she was homeless and God was so faithful in that moment. Friend, I can't wait for you to meet Jennifer. So grab some paper and a pen with your favorite cup. And let's dive into my chat with Jennifer Vandermulen. Welcome, Jennifer. I am so excited that you're here with me on the Red Rover podcast. 
Thank you, Candace. It's so good to be here and join you. Well, I cannot wait for our conversation about how God is bigger than our excuses. And I'm so honored that you're on here tonight. But before we start, I'd love for you to share a little bit about yourself, about your passion and how that passion has been influencing your life today. Um, I love that question because it really begins with um, my my story of coming to know Jesus. And um, I did not grow up in a Christian home. And I was just really searching after college, trying to find the Lord and um, looking in a lot of wrong places. And when I came to the Lord, I was like, wow, this is like the best kept secret. How am I 23 years old? And no one has just explain the gospel. And so um, I said, Lord, I would love to do something to serve you to share the gospel. And um, at the time, I was in a real technical field, I was in television production and um, could knew how to do all the techie stuff. But I said, God, let me get next to people, let me tell them about you. And um, that really is my passion is being able to um, share the gospel with people, being able to encourage his people in their walk with the Lord um, and in the goodness of God. So, and, and how has that influenced your life now? Like, what are you doing now for that? Um, so <laughs> it's been quite an adventure. Um, God gave me a job when I prayed that simple little prayer back when I was 23. He gave me a job um, working for a Christian nonprofit that served the poor in our city. And it was just such a blessing. It was um, an opportunity to work alongside of others that seasoned believers and grow in that and serving the poor. Um, and I really, he just cultivated a heart in me for ministering locally. Um, and I did that for about 15 years. And then he began to expand my heart um, for his big wide world. And he started to break my heart for people that have literally never heard the gospel um, in other parts of the world. And um, that is how he kind of started to cultivate my heart for what I'm doing now, which is working for an organization called Mission India. Um, and what we do is we are empowering um, Indian Christians to share the gospel, reach children, plant churches in their own nation. And there's just such an incredible move of God right now. I say we're just trying to keep up. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I absolutely love your organization. That's what's drawn me to meeting you and inviting you on the show today because of what you guys are doing over there in India and how you are loving and serving people so well. Um, I'd love for you to share. I know you talked about when you learned how, when you learned about the gospel yourself, how soon was it in your timeline for you to just embrace the calling that you heard on your life? Um, you know, it has, it was very early on. Um, and it, it, I wouldn't, it's funny the way you ask that because it was, it really is incremental. And I would say it's just like one foot in front of the other. 
Mm-hmm. So the way that calling looked to me when I was a new believer was really just looking, you know, where I am, you know, and feeling that um, just that call to share the gospel with the people around me in my mm-hmm. own corner of the world. <laughs> and um, it kind of started like that. And God would give me opportunities as I was willing to do that. And so I really just kind of stepped out kind of one foot at a time. And then shortly after that is when I felt just a burden for, um, for the poor and for people in the inner cities that needed hope. Mm. And I said, I know, I know someone that can give you hope. Yes. And God was faithful as I stepped out into that to, I mean, to bless me even with um, jobs in a career that could um, give me a vehicle to do that. So, um, honestly, Candace, it really hasn't been like a, wow, this is your destination. Step into it. Mm. It has been just like, okay. (laughs) Almost each season had a destination that God Mm. was kind of building layer upon layer. Um, and he continues to do that. Yes. It is so cool to see how he is kind of building that, um, those different skills and those pieces, and then giving me the next step in my calling. Yes. Oh, I like, I love how you put that together, how it's just a layer upon layer of, of just different guesses saying, yep, I'll do this for you. I'll, I'll do this Lord. Yep. I'll do this. And just following his leadership on whatever it may be that he's asking you to do. Now, recently we had a poll out that we asked people what stopped you from saying yes to that calling in your life. And we received several different responses, but there's one response that I'd like for us to talk about a little bit more tonight, which was sensing, sensing God's direction, but not being confident in myself or even in his leading. Could you share your thoughts a little bit about that particular area in your own life that you might can resonate with this? Um, yeah, that. I, I feel like that is, um, that shows up, like, for example, in my role at Mission India, mm-hmm. um, this, the work I do in development and in nonprofit work and in fundraising, that really, that's not something I set out seeking out. Um, I didn't have training in it, mm-hmm. um, but God thought <laughs> that, <laughs> that would be a good path. And do you want to know what, um, it, this is what it came down to for me. Um, when I was looking for employment, I needed a job in a transition. And so I was very open. I was applying for jobs that I had some experience in with like inner city ministry type of jobs. Um, and I applied for real estate. I had been in real estate for a season of life and um, I applied for multiple jobs that I had skill sets in Mm -hmm. and I wasn't getting anything, wasn't getting any opportunity. And then um, all of a sudden I had multiple job offers all in one week Mm -hmm. and Mission India was one of those job offers. Um, And I was like, oh, it must not be that one because obviously I'm, I'm not a, I don't do fundraising and I don't know anything about you know, representing a ministry like that, that's just not my skill. I didn't feel confident in my ability. And um, I prayed about it. 
and I knew the job I wanted. I wanted to work in Christian social work. <laughs> and um, I really felt like the Lord just was clearly saying, I really want you to step into the Mission India role. And I wrestled with that, but I was kind of, I just decided I needed to be obedient and trust God that he had the provision on the other side of that. Mm-hmm. And he, um, it has been such a blessing and he trained me as I went. Mm-hmm. And I think so often we want to be completely ready and feel confident and that that can kind of hold us back. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And, um, I mean, I can think of many different opportunities, like at a personal level, just stepping out and just the daily things in life, like where mm-hmm. you might feel a nudge of the Holy Spirit and you're like, mm-hmm. Ooh, I don't know if that's you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have just, um, just learned a few things that I would say would be key in that. And that is, you know what? It's better to step out and miss him than just sit on your couch and not do mm-hmm. anything, mm-hmm. you know? And so it is, it's a lot. I'm sure you all have heard that term um, when you kind of use that analogy of, um, you know, how do you, how do you spell risk? And it's F-A-I-T-H. <laughs> so it, it really is. It's faith and um, it's risky sometimes when you feel like the Lord is leading you. Yes. And then you need to step out. One time I, um, this is when I was living in the inner city and doing some inner city ministry in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And um, I had a woman down the apartment. Um, she taped a very threatening note on my door. Oh, no. <laughs> She thought I was like a spy hired by the the landlord of the apartment. Oh wondered, no! Like, why would this person move in here and be so nice? What is her problem? Obviously, she's a spy. <laughs> was oh my there. goodness! And so I got a really—I mean—a physically threatening note on my door with, um, you know, lots of curse words and just like, I walked into my apartment and read it, and I was like shaking in my boots, and. I heard the Holy Spirit say, I want you to go down to her apartment and talk to her. (laughs) That can't be you, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) And um, anyway, I stood there realizing, wow, I will be disobeying Jesus if I don't do this. I started to just feel you. We all know that heavy conviction Mm -hmm. sense from the Lord. And I thought, okay, well, now here. I'm at a crossroads. Do I go or do I have what I call selective hearing? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I went down there and um, she answered the door and I just said, I just explained myself simply. I said, I am not a spy. You know, I am here. And if I'm being nice, it's because Jesus has been incredibly kind to me. And uh, that's what you see is just his heart um, coming through. And then I just started encouraging her and the Lord just gave me words of encouragement for her. She ended up crying and we ended up hugging. And that, and that just like God though, I mean, (laughs) you would have missed out on that opportunity 
to talk to her about Jesus and to talk to her about how much you love him and how much he loves her. And then having that, that moment, if you wouldn't, if you wouldn't have done that, I mean, and that would have been tragic. And, you know, I heard a minister put it in these real simple terms years ago, and it echoes in my mind on a regular basis. Do it afraid. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's okay to be afraid, Mm -hmm. but just do it afraid and God will meet you in that. He'll meet you there and um, help you walk through it. And that has really helped me because I think I would not do half of the stuff that I am willing to step out and do. Um, I just felt like it kind of gave me permission to realize, well, if I sit around and wait till I'm not afraid, Mm -hmm. I'm probably not going to do too much. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I understand (laughs) that. I can relate to that. (laughs) And I love that you said, just do it afraid because you're right. There are so many times when God prompts us through the Holy Spirit and we feel that nudge to go do something, but yet we're like, "Eh, I don't know about that. But yet once we step out into that, into that edge of the unknown, we know who has us and, and he has, he's walking with us every step of the way. Could you share something? Could you share a scripture or maybe, um, something to, to inspire or encourage someone who is struggling with the struggle of sensing God's direction and being confident in that. Cause you know, on the flip side, I also have had the, the Gideon, you know, the Gideon syndrome where I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm not exactly sure if this is really you or if this is just me and my wishful thinking, I need to see, I need to see, you know, a specific sign of this. And so there, I mean, there's several different ways in my mind to even embrace that, that, that conversation about sensing God's direction and then having that confidence. And I love how you already talked about, you know, just the confidence in yourself. God, are you sure you really called the right person on this? (laughs) I don't have any, I have no, you know, fundraising experience or any of this, but yet I I know you're asking me to step out. So I'm going to step out. And then I loved the, your other analogy with your other story about the woman as well, and just stepping out and afraid, but could you share a scripture or something with someone who maybe is wrestling with one of those, one of those ways of dealing with that confidence mm-hmm. in God's direction. Um, you know, I really have been encouraged by um, a few chapters in the book of John, mm-hmm. um, like chapters 14, 15, and 16, I think are so powerful because um, there's, several places where it mentions how the Holy Spirit, there's promises in there Mm. that um, the Holy Spirit will lead and guide us. And, and that's his job. Mm -hmm. Like he knows how we'll get it, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, there's in John 14, especially, um, there's a passage uh, that starts with verse 12. And it's this radical promise that I still like, it kind of like hurts my mind because it's like such a big promise. My brain gets like, really, how can this be? But it's true. He said it that he says that, you know, you've seen me do these great things. He'll do even greater things. I'm going to send you my spirit. Mm -hmm. You'll do greater things than me. And 
um that's like that's like what yeah but this is jesus talking to you saying hey i've got so much and i'm not limited this isn't about you this is about me mm. and this is about me in my spirit that I've put inside of you. So it's, it's really that, that, that um, challenge, I think, mm-hmm. really, that Jesus is giving us to say, I believe who you are. And I think so often we get too focused on believing who we are mm-hmm. without factoring the vastness of God inside of us, the Christ in us. And so, and that's a continual thing for me, honestly, Candace, I can't say I'm not speaking about this from the, I've got this mastered thing. It's like, I sometimes get spiritual amnesia Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um, it's just the gentle and gracious reminders uh, that God kind of gives along the way, I think. And um, he promises that we'll do greater things on him. And then he says, and I'll give you my spirit to guide you in that. I'll guide you into all truth. You know, recently I've, I've been more aware of tr- just wanting to rely on the Holy Spirit um, just for practical things. Like mm-hmm. if I am stuck on something, I have been making more effort to just ask like, hey, how does this work? Or, Lord, I'm just going to breathe a prayer. Where did I put my keys? <laughs> yes, I've done that before. Or where's my cell phone? I can't find my cell phone. Lord, can you show it to me, please? And that that might sound so silly, but like, I feel like even in the, the daily like that, like I feel like the sim- learning to simply rely on him and those little things just mm-hmm. helps develop that faith and trust, like where you see him actually put that thought in your mind where you did that random place you left your keys like wow if I can trust him for that surely I can trust him for even these bigger things that he might be calling me into so that passage in John 14 it's so rich um, Mm -hmm. and so encouraging and um, yeah just to know that he is promising that he'll show up and guide that's awesome yeah I mean Scripture, guys, is so important with our walk. That's how we learn so much more about who our God is, his character, and how much he loves us. And I love that you mentioned John because John has so much richness about his story. And I love that John even talks about himself as, you know, the one Jesus loved. He, you know, he he wants us to know Jesus loves me. You know, and sometimes I want to be that, you know, I want to be that person too, where Jesus loves me. Do you know that Jesus loves me? And so I, I just love, I just love scripture and guys, you know, that if you've been listening for a while, that that's one of the things that I I highly recommend for you guys to be pouring into is God's word. One of the things that, um, for me, when God asked me to step out into my uncomfortable zone, um, which was speaking and writing it took me about seven years for me to even say yes, to embrace that. And there was two really big fears that I faced, which was fear of failure and fear of success. <laughs> Did you struggle with either one of those two, Jennifer, as you started this walk and this journey? Um, you know, I would say 
like the closest thing would be the fear of failure, which like if I articulated that it would be fear of fear of what people think mm. Mm. fear of fear of fear of looking ridiculous mm-hmm. and what if this doesn't work mm-hmm. um you know what if this doesn't pan out to be god you know leading mm-hmm. me and then what will people think and honestly i think that boils down to um it's it's a form of pride Mm -hmm. you know because I'm a little bit more worried about myself than Mm -hmm. maybe about this person that God's wanting me to step out and to um to reach out to or um stepping into something that could really make a difference but I don't want to be caught in the corner thinking like like I'm like I don't want to look dumb God surely that's not you right I would, I would rather step out and maybe make a mistake mm-hmm. and then just be found sitting on my couch, you know, watching Netflix. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. I understand. Well, and one of the things that John Maxwell, he, I went to a conference that he, he was there at and he mentioned that success and failure, they're a package deal. And it got me thinking about how failure keeps us humble, right? I mean, you talked about pride and failure keeps us humble and reliant on the one who never fails. And, and so I'd love for you to share about a time in your own life where failure influenced your next right step. You know, um, the thing that comes to mind is a season that God was bringing me into growing my heart from um like having that heart for sharing the gospel with um the poor in in working in our inner cities here to growing my heart to have a vision for reaching um people even on the other side of the globe people that just plain old haven't heard the gospel and he was starting to kind of massage my heart and grow it to say, Hey, Jennifer, you know, my backyard's bigger than yours. I <laughs> would, I have a bigger vision for you. And at that, you know, in retrospect, I'm sure he was trying to prepare me for mission India mm-hmm. and where I am now. Um, and when I was really sensing that at that time, I thought, well, I'm going to get ready then Jesus, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to get some training in some overseas missions. That sounds like a great idea. And um, I had a wonderful job I absolutely adored. I was working in an inner city ministry at a rescue mission in a discipleship program, leading women and loving it. And God was, I felt like God was preparing me for transition. And so um, I stepped down, put in some notice for my job, um, was training the person that would come after me. And um, I sold the home that I was living in, in the inner city. Um, had a buyer for that. And I signed up for a missions training program um, in Africa. Mm. And so just as I was getting ready to leave for this training and wrapping up my last job, the last few days of my job, the buyer on my house backed out. And I had already purchased another home. It was a mobile home 
just a small, you know, cheap mobile home. And anyway, I found my buyer backed out. I didn't end up going to Africa. And there I was with two homes and no job. And I was like, wow, I guess I missed that. (laughs) 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 Um, And you know what? I I believe with all my heart, that was just God saying that wasn't my step I had Mm. for you. You're getting ahead of me, honey. Um, Let's sit down here a minute and talk. And that really led me to the next right step, Candace. It was so cool. Um, God had um, an opportunity for me in that mobile home park that I bought. It was just a big park with um, many people that just a really big opportunity to reach out. And um, the Lord spoke to me and said, hey, I want you to work for me. Mm. And I was like, wait a minute, how does that work exactly? And I felt like the Lord was saying, I want you to take the summer off and don't, you know, don't go get a job. Um, I want you to depend on me. I'll provide. And um, I began to reach out in the mobile home park and rally some local churches to come into that area and minister. And it was just a great, great lesson on depending on God and um, trusting trusting his next step and trusting him to correct me when I'm not moving in the right direction. Right. Yes. He is so good. He is so, so good. Wow. I'm so grateful. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Me too. Me too. I have taken several wrong steps, but I am so grateful that he is faithful in those, in those seasons to guide me back. And he does it so gently which I'm so grateful for too. He doesn't, he doesn't just go, well, now you, you messed up, you know, no, <laughs> he, he's very kind and he, he's gentle and he just guides me back. And so I'm grateful for that. Friends, I know you have probably enjoyed my conversation with Jennifer and you're probably asking, okay, this sounds great. I love what Jennifer's saying, but I want to know how can I find out more about Missions India? I love about her heart and her mission how can I help out there? Or how can I even reach out and talk to Jennifer? Jennifer, could you share with our people how to become your people? Yes. Um, so a great way to connect with me is on my first personal Facebook page, um, Jennifer Summers Vandermeulen. Um, or you can connect with us at Mission India and see what God is doing. It's just, it's a massive move of God in India right now. Um, Just truly like the book of Acts, Candice, it is so cool. Many are coming to the Lord and God is just moving in great power. So uh, missionindia.org and you can learn more about how God is working in India. So, and there's so many people um, in India that just simply have not heard the gospel. And that's why I love what I do um, because I get to be a part of really bringing the gospel to people that just have literally never heard the name of Jesus. That is incredible. That's one of our passions through Hookster Creek Ministries is to make sure that all people have access to, to God's word in their own language. And so one of the things that we do is we like to partner with missions and send Bibles in that language to that missionary so that they could pass out the gospel because there's nothing better in my mind, to see it for yourself in your own language, to know that God is, is written this letter for you. 
it's not just hearing it. It's not, it's seeing it as well and knowing, oh my goodness, it really does say this. And it said it for me. I just, I absolutely love it. So friends go, go ahead. I've, I've heard that Candace called your heart language. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I have too. I've also heard it called their dream language as well. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So friends, I know you're going to want to reach out. So please do reach out to, to Jennifer, reach out to Missions India, find out how you can support them and their calling that God has placed upon them. And remember, friend, when you step out to what God has called you to do, let your yes be your success and then give God the rest till next time. I had so much fun today chatting with our guests and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you found it useful and you were thinking about someone who might need to hear it as well, will you share the wealth? Yep, that's right. Maybe that's the one way God is asking you to live that missional lifestyle today by telling someone about our episode. Maybe nobody's coming to mind, but you're wanting to help. Would you write a short review? Your review invites others to listen in. See, there are easy steps to living that missional lifestyle. If you're interested in learning how Hooks to Crook Ministries makes an impact globally, check us out on hookstocrook.com. Again, that's hooks with the number two, crook.com. Thank you so much for joining me today. And remember, your yes to God is your success. How it impacts the world, well, that's his. So continue living that missional lifestyle as an everyday child of the kingdom. Till next time.